I'm pulling away from the school. You know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Yeah, my daughter had a orthodontist appointment, and then I had to take her to school today. So, But uh, for those that regular listeners know, the school is right by my house. So you should get a full drive today. Okay, so today I'm going to kind of finish a series that I thought I had finished, but I actually hadn't. Um, and I'm going to talk about a failure. Normally when I talk about stuff, I talk about things that we do that are successes. But you know, not everything we do works out. So this is a good example of something where it didn't work out, and I was going to talk about that. So the topic of the day, so you can figure out from my little clues there, is the tribal uh, card type. Um, I did a whole series on card types, and I've not done one last one, which is tribal. Um, so real clear, i got to spell this out because this is confusing, because sometimes in magic, one word means two different things. So we use tribal to mean two distinctively different things, although somewhat connected. Um, tribal is a theme, much like Onslaught or Lorwyn or a sub-theme of Innistrad. Those are tribal themes. Tribal meaning has to deal with creature types, mechanically deals with creature types. So we tend to do a tribal component in almost every set. Uh, Theros had minotaurs. Um, Khans Tarkir has warriors. It's something we always do. From time to time, like in Innistrad, we ramp it up and make it a, a, you know, a, a sub-theme. And then sometimes... Like Lorwyn or Onslaught, it's a major theme. Anyway, that is tribal as uh, a theme. Tribal also is a card type. The tribal card type, um, whenever we want to um, put a creature subtype onto a non-creature, for example, have an enchantment that's a goblin or have a sorcery that's an Eldrazi, um, we need to use the tribal card type. Um, I'll get into today what exactly it does and why it works the way it does, but... um, so I'm talking about the card type. The card type was a failure. In fact, the card type is something that we kind of don't really support anymore. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that today. Um, the theme, the tribal themes, we're up, up and running. We, we do tribal. That, that's Every set has some component of tribal, some more than others, obviously. So anyway, when I talk about tribal, the card type not working, that doesn't mean tribal, the theme not working. Tribal, the theme, doing just fine. Okay, so let's go back in our way back machine to... Um, Lorwyn. Okay, so Lorwyn was the first design, the first lead design by Aaron Forsyth. Um, back in the day, um, Aaron was my protege, and he was going to be the next big designer. Uh, and I was training him, and uh, he had done some small sets, and finally it was time for him to do a large set. Now, back in the day, um, we have a lot more structure set in place, so we know what we're doing with our large sets. Um, we, we were a little looser back then, so here's what we knew going into Lorwyn. We knew that there were going to be four sets, large, small, large, small. Two of them would be the Lorwyn mini-block. Two of them would be the Shadowmoor mini-block. We knew the theme of the Lorwyn mini-block was going to be um, a tribal theme, and we knew it's going to be the light to Shadowmoor's dark. That, that, that's what we knew. We didn't, even, we didn't even know for sure know the theme of Shadowmoor. I kind of, in my head, knew it was, I, I wanted to be hybrid, but that, that wasn't even officially signed off of yet. Um, so anyway, we were trying to come up with cool and fun things to do with a tribal theme. So Onslaught had done a, the, the, the first set with a strong tribal theme would have been Onslaught, which I just talked about not too long ago. Um, and so we were trying to come back and recapture that and really, really push it to the limits. In fact, Lorwyn is the most tribal we've ever been and maybe ever will be. Um, I think we pushed it a little too hard, um... When I, when I get to Lorwyn, the, the drafting was a little bit on rails, and you know, some issues we'll get to when I get to my Lorwyn podcast. 
Um, anyway, we were trying to just make tribal work. Um, we had agreed with the creative team on eight uh, creature types to focus on. Let's see, can I remember these? So let's see, it was goblin, elves, um, merfolk, uh, was it zombies, uh, tree folk, fairies, elementals, and what was the last one? Oh, Kitkin and Kitkin. Um, so basically, the idea was we had eight creature types, and we were focusing on those eight creature types. Um, actually, it was Black Zombie or Black something else? Anyway, I'm blinking. Um, but the idea was we really, really wanted to focus and make it a um, something that we were um, putting a lot of energy toward. So one of the things that dawned on us while we were working on this is um, sometimes you have a card that clearly, flavorfully, is one of the creature types. The most obvious example would be something that makes a token. Imagine a card that makes a goblin token. Well, isn't that pretty goblin-y? I mean, is it as much goblin as a goblin, right? Um, or you have stuff like an enchantment that maybe does something super goblin-y or makes tokens or whatever. You know, there are clearly cards that thematically are themed and feel like they're part of that creature type. So we said, well, what if, what if we did that? What if we just put a creature subtype, you know, goblin, on things other than creatures? So we went to the, the rules manager at the time. So the rules manager uh, back then was Mark Gottlieb. And so Mark Gottlieb, uh, we went to him and said, okay, Mark, here's our idea. We want to put goblin subtypes on other cards. Enchantment goblin, sorcery goblin, you know, what do you think? And Mark looked at us and he said, yeah, no, we can't do that. Uh, and explain to us that you are not allowed to mix subtypes, card subtypes. So what that means is each subtype has to be unique to a card type. So goblin, because it's a creature subtype, cannot be the subtype of anything other than a creature. Uh, likewise, equipment, which is an artifact subtype, can't be any subtype other than artifacts. Uh, you know, land has uh, shrines or whatever. Pick, pick your favorite land subtype. Um, the, you have to be unique, and you can't mix and match subtypes. That the, the rules don't allow it. So, by the way, let me explain something. Uh, talk about Mark Gottlieb a little bit. So, Mark Gottlieb now is, is uh, the design manager. He and I actually work very closely. But back in the day, he was my arch nemesis, the rules manager. Um, for those who don't know, I, I always joke that the uh, the rules manager is the arch nemesis of a head designer because uh, our, our goals are very, very different. Uh, my goal as head designer is to do things we've never done before. And the goal of the rules manager is to do things as we've done them before. Um, and so we, we, from time to time, we'll butt heads. Mostly it's the nature of our roles. I mean, it is my role to try to make things seem new and different. And it is their role to try to make sure things work the way that we've already established them working. And so, you know, I'll come up with a card that says, destroy target player. And they'll go, that's not how we do it. Uh, it says target player loses the game. And I go, yeah, so that's not as exciting as destroy target player. And they go, yeah, but we have a rule. That's how we do it. Um, and then we'll argue back and forth. I'm like, this is different and we should do it. Um, anyway, uh, so the difference between, so our current rules manager is uh, Matt Tabak. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a Star Trek analogy to explain the difference between um, Mark Gottlieb as uh, rules manager and um, uh, Matt Tabak as rules manager. Mark Gottlieb is Scotty, and uh, Matt Tabak is Jordy LaForge. So let me explain. 
Um, there's a great uh, Next Generation episode. So for those who don't know Star Trek, I mean, hopefully you know Star Trek, Scotty and uh, Jordy were the two engineers, uh, Scotty of the original Star Trek and Jordy of the Next Generation Star Trek. Um, and there was an episode where, I, I won't get into the details, but essentially Scotty ends up on the, Enterpri- the, the new Enterprise, the Next Generation Enterprise, and Scotty and Jordy get, get a compare notes. So at some point, the captain calls down to talk to Jordy and goes, Jordy, I need this thing done. How long will it take? And Jordy goes, three hours, Captain. And then after you know, the captain goes away, uh, Scotty goes, okay, well, how long will it really take? And he goes, three hours. And Scotty's like, you can't tell the captain that. You know, you, you, you got to pat it a little bit. You got to say, Captain, it'll take six hours. And then when he tells you to do it in three, you get it done in three. Um, so I, I, the reason I bring up this metaphor is um, Mark Gottlieb, basically when you would ask me to do something, would always go, I don't know if I can do that. I'm not sure. You know, I can't change the laws of physics, Captain. Okay, that's a horrible Scottish accent, but imagine I'm doing Scotty. Uh, where um, uh, Tabak is Jordy. like, can you do it? Yeah, I think I can. So, like, uh, Matt Tabak, not that he won't tell you he can't do things, but he's pretty straightforward whether he thinks he can do it or he thinks he can't do it. Where uh, Gottlieb would definitely would sort of always go hum and haw about how he wasn't sure it could be done, and he had to push him a little bit, and then, you know, he would make it happen. You know, that this kind of thing. That he'd be the miracle worker that would make it happen. Um, that's my... My comparison of the two. Uh, anyway, um, so we went to him and he explained to us the rules couldn't do it. I mean, and he was being honest. The rules at the time did not allow this. Now, remember, another important thing about the rules, ma- rules manager is that it is their job. We are constantly, like the, my designers and I, are always making up brand new stuff that has never had rules before. So the rules manager constantly has to rewrite the rules. It's not like that's not part of their job. We're going to come up with stuff that the rules don't handle and they got to handle it. But it's their job to kind of gauge how easy or hard something will be. Um, and Gottlieb is pretty well known for telling us he didn't think he could do it, and then we, we pushed him on it, and then he would find out a way to do it. I bring that up because it's relevant to the story. So Gottlieb says, okay, you can't do that. So we go, okay. But then Aaron's like, you know, let's not worry about whether the rules allow it or not. Let's see if we like it. It's even fun. So what we did is we started labeling all our... Anything that seemed like it was flavorfully connected to uh, a creature type, we, can, we did it. Oh, this sorcery makes you sacrifice the goblin. Oh, it's a goblin sorcery. This enchantment uh, makes merfolk. Okay, it's, it's a merfolk enchantment. And we labeled them all. We started playing. Um, and what we found was there were some fun moments where I needed to regrow an elf and oh, I can regrow this elf sorcery, or I need to discard a, a goblin. Like, oh, I can discard this goblin enchantment. Um, and so we played with it, and we had fun. So we went to Gottlieb and said, you know what, We've, we played with this. I, I know what you're saying, and we know you're saying that subtypes can't do it, but, but hey, it's fun. Let's investigate. Let's look into it. And so um, Gottlieb goes, I really, guys, I, I recommend against this. I don't think this is a good idea. And we will just explore it. Um, and he goes, really, guys, I, I don't think this is a good idea. There's, it's, it's, there's a lot of costs that come with doing this. I'm not saying it can't be done, but there's a lot of costs that come with it. Maybe we shouldn't do it. And we're like, oh, okay. So we went off and we started looking for other things. And we explored other avenues. And eventually we're like, mm, we didn't find anything we liked as much. So we came back and said, we really like this. We should do this. And Gottlieb's like, I don't even know if we can do it. And they're like, well, let's, let's, come on, let's, let's do it. Let's try to make it work. So Gottlieb's like, okay, okay. So he, he does some investigation, tries some stuff out, and finally he comes back. He goes, okay, 
Okay, I've figured out how to do it. Um, the problem is you can't have creature types, uh, subtypes, that don't match their car type. But, since if the goal is to take creature types and uh, uh, put them on other things, what we'll do is we'll make a brand new car type called Tribal. And what Tribal does is it allows creature subtypes to be on non-creatures. But you'd have to put Tribal on it. So, it'll have to say Tribal Sorcery Goblin, Tribal Enchantment Goblin. Um, and we're like, oh, that sounds good. Okay, okay. Um, and at the time, it was, it was a little quirky. I mean, I, I do know, by the way, for, the people bring this up all the time, which is Tribal feels like and sounds like a super type and not a card type. Um, I'm not a rules manager. I do not pretend to know the rules. Um, I don't quite understand why it has to be a card type and not a super type. It's technical, uh, and I think the answer was in order to have a subtype on a different card type, tribal, like, had a special... Tribal was like, I'm like creatures, and I can have creature subtypes, but I go on other things, and so I'm there as a rule support to say that if a, if a subtype's on the card, as long as tribal's there and it's not a creature, then it's okay, or whatever. Whatever had to happen to make that work. And then, to be clear, Gottlieb said to us, guys, I figured out how to do it. We can do it. But just because we can do it doesn't mean we should do it. I recommend against doing this. Don't do it. And we're like, oh, this is awesome. This is fun. We should do it. You know, Lorwyn could use it. Lorwyn really needs it. We, we're going to do it. Lorwyn needs it. We're going to do it. And so, Lorwyn Block had Tribal. And then... Uh, during Rise of the Eldrazi, we made use of it again. We, we wanted to have Eldrazi spells and things um, uh, because we wanted to have some interaction with it. The Eye of Ugin, I think, made... No, what did they make? Something, something affected Eldrazi spells. I guess Eye of Ugin affected color spells, I think. Or maybe it affected Eldrazi spells. Anyway, there were a few things that cared about things being Eldrazi. We, we, we made use of that technology. Um, and then we got to Innistrad. So Innistrad was the next set with... The tribal component of Innistrad was not as high as either Onslaught or Lorwyn, but it was decent. I mean, it was a uh, significant sub-theme. Uh, it was something that you could build around. You weren't forced to. It wasn't like if you um, drafted the set, you had to play one of the creature types. But you could. Uh, and there, we put some uncommon builds around me. So, I mean, it was possibly something you could draft. And for sure, for sure, you could build casual decks around it. And there were even a few not-so-casual decks built around it. Um... So one of the things that came up, uh, one of my themes was zombies. Zombies had um, token making. So there were a number of cards that made zombie tokens. It was one of the ways, I was trying to find a way to, to, to swarm the opponent with zombies. And so one of the ways to do that was having cards that made more than one zombie help to sort of uh, uh, decouple the number of cards versus the number of zombies. Um, Eric in development cut it back a little bit so I, I had more zombie making tokens than, than Eric ended up putting in the file but anyway I had some and some obviously stayed I, or I had a bunch some stayed um, and zombies big thing was you could um, you could regrow zombies from the graveyard that was another way to sort of refill your zombies so this moment happened where you're like oh well I, I, I can get back zombies I, I think we had a card that lets you get back two zombies one creature or two zombies and, like, this thing made zombies. It really felt like a zombie. So, like, okay, we're going to use our tribal technology. And what we found was, other than the zombies, other than the interaction of getting back zombies, we had all these cards that had tribal on it, but it just didn't come up much. You know, what we found was the vast majority of things that you want to care about tribally, 
happen on the battlefield. Usually what you're doing is you are either affecting a certain tribe, you're sacrificing the tribe, you're tapping the tribe, you're enchanting, you know, you're doing things that are all based in um, the board. Um, And there's a few effects that go outside. The two most common is either regrowing something or discarding something. But that was really the the cases that most often happen. And so what we found was, like 90% of the time, we had the words and they didn't matter. And on top of that, there was the following scenario, which was, let's say we have a set in which tribal matters, and there is a sorcerer that makes goblins. Well, clearly that's a goblin. Now we have, let's say we we, um, have another set, we want to have a goblin token. Well, if that set doesn't have a tribal theme, then all of a sudden, well, that doesn't say tribal on it. And so it just gets weird that, like, cards that are almost identical cards, in some sets are tribal and some sets are not. And what we found was kind of like either committed to the flavor or you didn't commit to the flavor. Um, and so what we really found was, okay, it was weird that we had spells that were clearly goblin spells, and sometimes they were goblin, and sometimes they weren't. But if you actually, we went through, and, like, if you labeled them, what would happen is you would add a bunch of words, which you know causes a little bit of confusion because you see it for the first time. You're like, tribal sorcery, what's that? And most people don't understand that you can't have a sorcery that's a goblin. So when it says tribal sorcery goblin, the goblin part doesn't tell them. They go, oh, it's a goblin sorcery. So what the hell does tribal mean? And they don't realize tribal's on there for the goblin part. So like it adds words, it adds complexity, and it didn't really matter much. Okay, so now, now let's get into the issue at hand, which is, I talk about this during the New World Order podcast, which is one of magic... Ma- the biggest, biggest danger to magic. The thing that will kill magic. It's not design space. It's not, you know, having themes. It's, there's all sorts of things that, that we can figure out. The real problem is complexity, which is everybody who starts playing magic starts on equal footing, which is they know nothing. We have to get them to a point where they understand what's going on. And what happens over time is your game, little by little, just gets slowly more complicated. It's one of the reasons we started New World Order, and that we just have to be careful that just as we add things to the game, we've got to be careful to make sure we pull things out that aren't carrying their weight. The way I, my metaphor to describe this is imagine you're packing for the airport, and you know that if you go over 50 pounds, that you're going to get charged extra money, a lot of extra money, okay? It's like, you know... It's $25 bag, but if you're overweight, it's $50 or $100 or whatever. It's a lot more. And you're like, okay, I, I don't need more than 50, 50 pounds. I'm going to keep to 50 pounds. So, you know, so let's say, for example, you're packing your bag and you're like, oh, should I bring my bathing suit? And you're like, what's the chance of me going swimming? And if you say to yourself, I never go swimming. I, you know, it's not the kind of thing I do on, like I'd say I'm packing for a business trip. I don't tend to go swimming on a business trip. You know, maybe with my family I will, but, you know, there really isn't much chance of it happening. Is it worth the wait to bring my bathing suit when I don't think I'm going to go swimming just for the off chance that maybe I will? I mean, in a perfect world, if they didn't weigh my, my thing and I can pack as much as I can cram in, sure, maybe I'll go swimming. I should bring my swimming suit. But I have to go, you know what? I don't think I'm going to go swimming. It's just not worth the wait. That you have to look at complexity and say, is it worth the wait? Because if we go over 50 pounds, there's a, there's a penalty to pay metaphorically. There's a penalty to pay. So we got to keep things clean. And the problem with the tribal card type was we weren't sure to carry... Well, actually, we, we, we came to the conclusion that it wasn't carrying its weight. You know, that it was adding words and there was upside. Like, one of the things that people always... Whenever we make a decision, they get mad at us. They're like, I saw the upside. I can imagine. Here's the upside. This is upside. And like, it's not a matter of is there upside. Yes, yes, yes. There, 
when we played Innistrad and I, you know, could regrow two of my token-making sorceries with my regrow two zombie cards, I was happy. I was very happy. And when I got it and we didn't tribal and I couldn't get them, I was sad. I'm, I'm not saying there wasn't benefit to be gained, but the, you have to weigh the benefit against the loss. Every time someone reads the card, they got to read the text. Now, I understand a more advanced player learns to ignore it, but a beginning player doesn't do that, you know, and that we have to be careful. How often do we add words to cards? Are those words doing enough work, you know? And, and, and mana burn is the other thing. People got really mad about mana burn. They're like, I can come up with games where mana burn mattered. Yeah, yeah, you can. I wasn't saying the mana burn wasn't, there was no positive aspects to mana burn. The problem was... You had to learn this rule, and it came up one in a hundred games. You know, it just didn't come up much. And, I mean, that's... So one of the things, in general, about the creative... Creative, like... The, the, the example I'll give here is in writing, but it's in any creative endeavor, which is... The... You have to... You have to look for the well-being of the whole of the thing you're doing versus the individual elements of it. For example, I remember I was working on a screenplay... And I wrote a scene between two of the characters that was just awesome. It was funny. It was really revealing. It showed the characters up. I'm like, this is an amazing scene. This is just, it rocks. This is an awesome scene. And then one day, I'm like, I ask myself the question, which you have to always ask yourself, what happens to this movie if I don't have the scene? Does the movie work without the scene? And the answer was, yes. Yes, it does. That my scene didn't advance anything. Yeah, it was fun and it showed some cool character moments, but it didn't advance the plot. It wasn't necessary. And the correct answer was I had to pull it out. That my movie was better for taking out this amazing scene. And this happens in magic all the time. You come up with a great mechanic, an awesome mechanic. That's fun, 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 fun. But it doesn't synergize with the other mechanics in the set. And the correct answer is you pull it and wait for a point in time where that mechanic will shine. And it's hard. One of the things I find with beginning designers is they want everything to be in the next set they do. I made something. It's awesome. I want this in the next set. And what I say to them is you have to prioritize the needs of the set over individual components. You know, yes, we want awesome things, but we want awesome things that all work together in the thing we're doing. And if you have an awesome thing that doesn't quite work, save it. There will be a moment in time Magic's a hungry monster. There'll be a moment in time where that thing is perfect and will shine and be awesome and enhance the set. And like I said, there is... One of the things about talking about about rewriting or or recrafting or fine-tuning or iteration is getting rid of things you don't like is not hard. It's getting rid of things you love, you know. It's easy to get rid of things you hate. It's hard to get rid of things you love. But part of, of doing... Um, any kind of design is looking out for the good of the design as a whole rather than looking out for the, the good of the pieces. That you can't look out for the good of the pieces. That if your thing is awesome but it doesn't con- contribute, then it's got to go. Um, and I think tribal is that, which is there's moments in tribal that are awesome. You know, there was moments in Lorwyn that were great where the fact that, you know, um, things that non-creatures got to count as creatures, there were moments of, of, true, of true brilliance, of true genius, of, of just awesome moments. But it didn't happen enough. It wasn't valuable enough. It didn't, it, it just, it can't carry its weight. 
And so we came to the conclusion. I mean, Innistrad's where I figured it out. Innistrad, it had a tribal theme that was pretty big. I mean, it wasn't as big as Onslaught or um, Lorwyn, but I mean, it was a significant theme. You know, if we were going to care, that's the kind of set we do care on. And it just wasn't carrying its weight. It just didn't matter most of the time. And I, we don't have the luxury of adding words on cards because some small portion of the time it can matter. You know, and remember that. It, you don't judge things based on their best case scenario. You have to judge things based on um, day-to-day what happens, you know. That, it's funny because one of the things people want to do, and this is very, it's very human of people, is to look at the best case scenario and go, that best case scenario was awesome. Um, and they, they just gloss over the, the worst case scenario. And, and the answer is, you have to be aware of how often something happens, good versus bad. That if your awesome, awesome thing happens really infrequently, and your not awesome thing happens all the time, you have to think about that. You know? Now, that, uh, there are... Re- there are times and reasons where you want things maybe that aren't as awesome, and I'm, I'm not saying sometimes those can't work, but you have to be careful. Um, and this is a good example of something which had its moments of genius and moments of awesomeness, but the vast majority of the time um, wasn't pulling, it wasn't, it was not contributing. It, it was just adding complexity for the sake of complexity without doing anything. And it was, heavy, it was heavy hard. I mean, the real lesson here is... Um, Gottlieb was right. God, we should have listened to Gottlieb. That when he understood at the time... Um, oh, so here's another cost that people don't even realize. It's a cost we had to pay. Um, before we add a tribal, um, you would say all goblins get plus one, plus one. But now, because there exists the possibility that the goblins you're referring to might not be creatures, you now have to say all goblin creatures get plus one, plus one. Now, you might say, oh, whatever, it's a word, but, you know, complexity nibbles, nibbles at you. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's very, very easy to avoid the super complicated individual thing. The way complexity gets you is by nibbling you to death. It's like, oh, it's just a word. It's just a word here, just a word there, maybe a couple words there. And then before you know it, you've added, you've added a lot of complexity without even realizing it. And... Um, I mean, it's funny. I, I know some people think like I'm, I'm paranoid about complexity. Uh, that you know, I worry too much. And the answer is, magic is a complex game, a very complex game. I find it funny that people feel like I'm going to take all the complexity out of magic. I'm like, as if something something is possible. I mean, I talk about this. I, I talk about this in another podcast. My metaphor sometimes is I compare complexity to a fire, and then I feel like some people compare it to like. Like kindling, like we're trying to start a campfire, and oh no, if you're not careful, the, the wind will blow it out, and then you'll have no fire. And I'm like, no, it's a little bit more like a raging five-alarm fire where R&D is like, how do we keep this from burning down the building? You know, magic has plenty of complexity. There is no lack of complexity in magic. Nobody's ever going to go, oh, this game's just too easy. There's just nothing to think about. Um, and so when I'm being cautious about complexity, it's not because the game can't and shouldn't have complexity. I'm just trying to cap how much, especially of how much of the, a certain type of complexity. I'm, I'm lenticular design. There's lots of ways to add complexity in that's not going to cause a problem for beginners. And those are the kind of things we need to put more energy on. But things like just excess words, look, that hits beginners where it counts, and that's really important, and you've got to be careful on it. 
Um, one of these days I'll talk about word count. That's one of our metrics. Um, anyway, but uh, my, my point of today is that um, the tribal mechanic was something we tried. It was a noble experiment. Um, looking back on it, it was a failed experiment. And, you know, I, I want you to understand that not everything we do works. It's not like we try something and go, man, that was awesome. Sometimes we try things and they fail. And that part of this job is understanding and recognizing when things work and when things don't. And tribal, while noble and, and has its moments of brilliance, was utterly a failure. And that, my friends, is the final... Um, I now have finished my series on the card types. That is, until we make a new card type one of these days. Um, but uh, my, my final caveat in this is that I... I mean, I don't regret when we try things. I'm a little sad that we changed some language that can't get changed back, that we forever have to say goblin creatures. Um, that, that, that to me is a big loss that we can't, that's not easily undone. Um, but I, I'm not against trying things. Like, like one of the things that I, I truly believe is if you never make mistakes, uh, you, are not, you are not trying hard enough. That part of pushing the envelope and part of taking risks is not every risk can work out. And if you only take risks that work out, you're really not trying enough risks. And so um, I'm not upset that we did tribal. Um, I, I, I do like the philosophy behind that gets us to do what we did. I mean, in this particular case, maybe we should have listened to Gottlieb. I mean, he did spell out the problems ahead of time, and they all came to be. So anyway, um, that, my friends, is everything there is to know about the tribal mechanic. But I just parked my car, which means, yes, my friends, this is the end of Drive to Work. So thank you very much for joining me, and I'll talk to you next time.